This is Money Line on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Money's all we think of on a Sunday morning. You know what time it is. It's week one, and it's back. It's money on my mind, and I'm going to put you on the right side. I hope to. And it starts like this. The Cardinals, team total over 19 and a half points. I believe that they get in the 20s. Depending on where you get it, I saw it go at 20 at some point, but 19 and a half is where I got it a few days ago, and that's where I'm going to give you. 19 and a half, team total. Cardinals, if you look back at last year between these two teams, what did you get? You got the best of performances from Kyler Murray. He was a top 10 quarterback in this particular matchup. And why do you say, well, what does that carry over? This is the divisional matchup, right? That's what you carry over because these teams prepare for each other. I think that's what we see here. Now, what did you do? You gave them an extra weapon in Hopkins. Some say, well, they didn't have enough time to prepare. Hopkins was holding out. Man, they were they were preparing on the same page. You think that they just sat there? You saw Kyler Murray. He was bringing guys to Texas, and they were doing individual workouts. You're telling me he didn't do anything with Hopkins during this time? Something was going on. Hopkins doesn't need it. You know he wasn't even a practice guy. He just needs to get out there and ball. Yeah. I, I think that's what he's going to do. I think the, the, uh, the, the Cardinals keep it within seven. I'm also going to be a little bit on that side as far as the big game on sunday night this is something that someone always told me you want to be on the sides of the casinos that's why these bookies in these casinos they're willing to take your bets they're willing to act like they're your friends because hey they're on the winning side usually that's how vegas and those lights stay open they they stay pretty and that's what's going to happen here because cowboys america's team a night game all those stars align. What happens? Someone's either chasing losses or somebody's even profiting and saying, man, I got a lot of money. Let me go ahead. Who's up here? The Rams? Who they got? Gurley's not there. Golf? And then they look on the other side. CD Lamb? And all these guys, so then they're going to pour their money on America's team. That's what they're going to do. And then they're going to give you a live dog on primetime, a home dog on primetime television. That's the recipe that they taught me in life. They never eat that gumbo. Whenever you go up against a home dog and you're taking a public team like the Cowboys, it's usually trouble. Give me, and I, I gave it out at Rams plus two and a half. I told my private group to buy it to three. If you see now, the books took it off of two and a half. They made it to two, so you can't get it to three easy they're like hey if you want to get to that three you're gonna to have to pay so keeping that in mind make sure that you can try to get him to three as it gets closer to kickoff i believe more of that money comes in and also i gave out earlier the packers i think the packers are the better team out here if you can get them to three two and a half and by the hook if you want to play them outright i believe that this is their spot no I, I like that a lot we talked about the packers a little bit earlier i like them plus the points as well i like that on the cardinals too i think this is going to be an interesting game i think hopkins does make a difference for these guys you talked about him not practicing that much or needing it that's probably one of the reasons he got traded but the good side is he's going to get you some fantasy points and so guys i'm going to give you some flex plays yeah enough about me enough about my gambling over here i'm just i'm just a running back the quarterback of here this operation is josh on a fantasy football week one sunday let's get flexy 
Ooh, Trey, you're playing my song, baby. Let's get into it. We talked about him a little earlier in the show. Marvin Jones, guys, for the Lions. Get him in there. He's a good flex this week. No Kenny Galladay. Where's Matthew Stafford going to throw the football? He's going to throw it to Marvin Jones. And we see it every year, right, Jerry, where Marvin Jones has like three touchdowns and 150 yards, and then he disappears for a month. Got him. Yeah, that could be today. That could be the big game he has. I think TJ Hawkinson at the same for the same reasons, maybe he gets going a little bit this week because Galladay's not there. The football's got to go somewhere. So I'm thinking I like Hawkinson as a you know a deep sneak play at tight end, and I really like Marvin Jones moving along. We talked about him all day. Marlon Mack, guys, I think that the Colts are just going to pound the Jags into submission. I think they're going to be up late in this game, just looking to run out the clock. I think Marlon Mack gets in the end zone, and I, I think he's somewhere around 100 total yards. I really like him this week. Boston. Boston Scott is. He's from Boston. There's no Tommy in Boston. And Boston's, well, he's not really in Boston, but that's his name. And that name should be in your fantasy lineup this week. Guys, you have Miles Sanders. Go pick up Boston Scott. Put him in your lineup. He's going to come through for you, especially in a PPR like him even more, guys. I think he catches four or five passes at a minimum. Get him in there. That same ball game, we talked about him earlier, Deshaun Jackson. He loves to eat week one, and he's playing his former team, a little revenge game for Deshaun Jackson. Alshon Jeffrey's not playing. I think this is the week. We talked about Marvin Jones having that big spike and then disappearing. I think Deshaun Jackson could be in the same boat this week and 100 yards and a touchdown, and then you know he's not good again for another month. Get him in there. Tariq Cohen, guys. You know, David Montgomery's going to be playing for the Bears, but, you know, he's been banged up, so he's probably not going to see the same amount of touches as he normally would. So I think Tariq Cohen, I think he could get you in a PPR. A really nice day. I think he's at least a top 20 play at running back in a PPR. Um, this one I mentioned earlier, but Ryan Fitzpatrick, I like him in daily, guys, against the Patriots. I don't think he's going to win you your week, but for how affordable he is, I think he's somebody that you get in your lineup. He's had some success against the Patriots. I think that continues. This one's a little off the radar, but Dallas Goddard, I think this is a good week for him. You know, it's a thing with the, with the Eagles where they don't have Alshon Jeffrey, so, so maybe they throw to the tight ends a little bit more. One other tight end I like this week is we're hearing Mike Evans. If he does play, he's going to be limited. So I think maybe break out Gronk this week. Those targets have to go somewhere, and I think maybe this is a week where you can get Gronk in your lineup. And finally, DJ Shark. Guys, you spent a mid-round pick on him. Go ahead and use him this week. I think they're going to be chasing points, and I think he comes through for you. There you have it. Everyone's favorite segment. That's money on my mind. That's let's get flexy. This is Moneyline. It's week one. It's ESPN 97.5. That's a winning combination. Get over to my bookie. Get over to your ESPN 97.5 fantasy sites. Let's get cooking. Let's go. with the latest innovations hitting the city of Houston by visiting innovationmap.com or follow them on any of your social media platforms. Just search Innovation Map. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back. It's Moneyline. It's week one. We're trying to get you ready for your Sunday football festivities. Shout out to everyone hanging out over on Twitch. If you want to come hang out. 
twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5. It's Josh Jordan. It's Trey Campbell. It's Jerry Bo knows with a Z. And we're trying to get you flexy. That's what we did last segment. If you miss anything, check us out on Podcast Arena. But by the time you do that, it might be a little bit too late. So that's why you need to tune in every single Sunday from 10 to noon and see what the guys got because this is what we do. Titan Hugo says, is Trey still shotgunning for Locos on Friday? I am, yes. You can see that on Happy Hour next week on Twitch. So I know I'm probably not going to be able to drive home for a few hours, so this should be fun. Should be fun. Our um, our producer might not make it to, to next oh, Sunday. No, I'll be there. I'll be there. Um, but uh, here we go again. Let's let's get back into some football because we have questions. Okay, let's ask about this. Our guy Wolfman says, how many injuries do we see today from the poor football conditioning you know these guys have had? When we related it to baseball, at, and this was about four weeks back, I mean, who knows what the num- number is now. I, I looked up and I saw the trend of 99 pitchers had been hurt within that f- time frame. As to the last two seasons combined, at that point, it was 66 pitchers. So that goes to show you that it wasn't even uh, X amount of games through the season, and they were already surpassing numbers, crushing the numbers because of, I think, conditioning. What does it do to the football landscape when these guys are actually going to be hitting? Man, it, it's a concern. We're already seeing it with Miles Sanders. We're, we're seeing Galladay out today. This is going to continue. And this is why I took a lot more handcuffs in my drafts than I typically do. You know, I drafted Boston Scott. He's not a guy I ran out to the waiver wire and picked up. I prepared for this. And you should, too. This is one of those years where you want to have some options on your bench because guys are going to get dinged up. It's just it's been a weird offseason. There's been no preseason it, there. And we haven't been able to see these guys. So you also want to have depth just in case this guy doesn't pan out, maybe in the new offense. So keep that in mind and pay attention to guys that maybe are almost back. You know, this is a good time to – you can beat the waiver wire. You know, a guy like Alshon Jeffrey that's going to be back pretty soon. He's probably sitting on your waiver wire right now. And you could go pick him up and then not have to worry about putting in a waiver for him next week. You can just add him right now. So this is that time of year where you have to think ahead a little bit. Thinking ahead, let me give you the biggest defensive line against O-line matchups. Chargers defensive line against the Bengals, 32nd offensive line rating. Just giving you some options out there. The Eagles defensive line third against Washington's 31st. Titans fifth, Broncos 30th. You got the Steelers fourth against the 29th. And then you got the 49ers first against the 28th O-line of the Cardinals. Something to keep in mind. On the opposite side, the biggest O-line advantages Colts O-line first, Jaguars 25th at creating pressure, and Bills second, while the Jets D-line 24th. And that's some good stuff to pay attention to right now because, you know, you saw it with with the Texans game the other day. Man, the Chiefs were able just to to run the ball at will. And and when you have those matchups, you take advantage of them. You keep exploiting that. Can we exploit the wide receiver position for the 49ers? Do you think it's going to be a... Um, because we know Kittle's going to eat. We know that, okay? We know that the Cardinals give up tons of points to the tight end position. But is it going to be a, a Kendrick Bourne game? Is it, a, what is it, Brandon Ayuk? Ayuk. Ayuk. Maybe it's him. I heard he's questionable. Yeah, yeah, with a hamstring at that, going back to these. these. So then what happens after that? Because, you know, Debo Samuel's out. Um, what happens here? Man, I, this is something I just stay away. You know, if it if it's not Kittle, I don't really want any part 
of the 49ers passing game this week. Do you think the Niners have the thinnest wide receiver group in football right now? They very well could. That's that's what's scary about them because you ask yourself: Is the scheming is the coaching is the, is the coaching enough to be able to to have them excel? And that's something that's crazy this week in in fantasy daily because you got Jimmy Garoppolo fifty eight hundred. Okay, so then you say, well, why wouldn't I start him at that? Well, the lack of weapons. But then if you see what he did against the Cardinals last season, he had a 31-point performance and then another 26-point performance. That's what he does. That's why I like that over. I talked earlier about how Murray has had his big moments Mm -hmm. against that 49ers team. So let's say that he does, and say he does get 23 points, and the the Niners are supposed to be favored. So the Niners got to get at least 23, 24 points. That gets you around that 47, 48 mark. You're close to it. I think the Niners can score. Look for Jimmy G to light it up. I mean, if you look at that game, it was a 28-25 game, Arizona. They lost at Arizona this game, though, particular. But still, he had 31 points. That's three touchdowns. Man, I, I just where's that going to go and where's that going to come from this week? You know, I, Kittle's going to have to be. You think it's got to be Kittle, but... You know, the Cardinals know that. They're, you know, the, that's going to be their focus is stopping him. So, you know, this one's a little tricky. I, you know, I think Mostert's probably going to have a pretty big game. Okay, so then let's talk about other question marks. If 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 it's not Mike Evans, right, we, we know that, that he's been dealing with injuries. Uh, snap counts, they yeah. say. If it's not him, then some are saying Justin Watson. But then I also went to go look at the pictures, and I said, well, what kind of guy would fit Brady's, uh, let's call it scheme? And then when I went to Justin Watson, then I look at Scotty Tuhati Miller. And I look at Scotty Miller. If you're right now around your computer, go to DraftKings and click Scotty Miller and tell me that guy doesn't look like someone Tom Brady's going to throw 600 yards to and seven touchdowns today. Yeah, he looks like a lacrosse player. He is the, the perfect fit for Tom Brady. Scotty Miller, a breakout season or a breakout game today. I'm not sure if this can be continued, but someone's going to have to be there. And, okay, this is another thing that you have to – Realize, okay, whenever, and not saying that Mike Evans is not going to play, this is just in general. If a number one wideout leaves and then the number two is a solid guy, like for example, Godwin on this one, then you have to look on the other side and say, how does that defense play? Then you look at the Saints and they have four good defensive backs, one decent in the in the slot that, that that's where you take advantage of him but everything on the outside is good and Lattimore he can shadow if he wants I think so, he'll be on Godwin I think right? exactly you t- you took it right then so what happens a lot of people are saying man well Mike Evans well, what happens there they go to Godwin well what happens with Godwin Lattimore goes to Godwin so what happens then now he the guy that was supposed to get the number two the guy now he's getting the number one look at so then you always have to look at but if you if you did that say to the Cardinals versus uh, the 49ers, someone like Sherman that doesn't move sides, okay, then you could play that card too because Sherman doesn't move sides. So then you say, well, how can you hide? Well, you can hide Hopkins because mm-hmm. he can move sides. And then always look at it from that aspect. It's not as simple as, well, the number one guy's out, then what's going to happen? No, you got to look at, well, where am I going to get my angle? Where's Godwin going to get his move? Where Everyone's going to have to shift down. They are. And you have to look at it like you're the defensive coordinator for the, the opposing team. You go, man, I want to put Lattimore on Godwin because we know Mike Evans isn't right. Right. So it's a little bit of a cat, cat and mouse game trying to figure out who's going to be on who. And that's why I mentioned Gronk in my, my flexi segment because, you know, if, if Brady's down a target and Mike Evans, you know, Gronk might be the guy he looks to. We know he trusts Gronk. And, you know, it could be an O.J. Howard game. It'll, you know, it'll be interesting to watch. How about this one? Johnny Casham from Twitter says, my question today is Murray or Ryan? Man, I'd go with Ryan. 
I mean, look, I, I love Murray, but I mean, Niners are good. So there's still a lot of question marks. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of points in that 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 game in Atlanta. So I'd go with Matt Ryan. Let me give you three guys that are popping up in a lot of questions. If you had to start one of these guys, would it be Marquise Brown, Henry Ruggs, or Anthony Miller? These are all me- medium price guys, fifty one hundred, fifty one hundred, five thousand. Which three of those guys intrigues you the most? Marquise Brown, without a doubt. Go with Hollywood. I have him on a lot of my daily fantasy lineups. I think he's going to have a big day. How about for these under 5,000 guys? And we know we talked about Deshaun Jackson at 4,900, Lazard, uh, Curtis Samuel, anything around that area that maybe catches your attention um, because you you can take more chances. And another thing, GPPs, that I that I learned throughout the, the investigations that I, that I did, um, the millionaire maker lineups that win, they didn't take many chances at running backs. They they took their chances at receivers. That makes sense, right? Because there's so many receivers that could go off. Where running back, I mean, there's only so many guys. So maybe Lazard. We both said we kind of like the Packers to win today. Maybe he's a guy that, that Rodgers targets. The key, from what I've understood, is to, to you know, when, they, when the lock, lineups lock, it says percentage owned. For your team to end up in the 150 to 175 range of percent owned. Okay? That, so that's all your player. If your quarterback's 30% owned, your running back's 10, tw- the other one 12, you add up all those percentages. Out of the optimal lineups that won last year, over 65% of the lineups had that 150, 175. Then at 190, when you have team, guys own too much at 190, it drops significantly. But then when you had them too low, those guys that are like, man, I got to get this 1% guy. So then the cutoff on the low side was 110% owned. So today, whenever your lineup's locked, you're like, man, what the heck is Jerry talking about? Look at how much the uh, they are owned. Thirty percent your quarterback, twenty two percent your receiver. Add those up. If you're in the hundred fifty to hundred and seventy five percent range, that's the optimal range for those DraftKings millionaire lineups. Man, that's good advice because some of the the chalk guys you have to have in your lineup because they blow up. But then it's those, you know, those number three receivers. You know, th- those guys where you really that's where you can pop it and win these things. So, yeah, a lot of times you are going to want to have Christian McCaffrey in your lineup, but a lot of people are also. That's where you have to be sneaky. Uh, you know, a Hollywood Brown, I think he's a good guy to start this week. That's where you want to find those diamonds in the rough. Guys like Deshaun Jackson that are cheap, they could have a big game. That's how you win these things. And how you win these things and where you win them at, my bookie. That's the only place that I'm trying to win at because they pay, and that's a big thing here. You're taking a gamble. You're all hyped up this Sunday morning. Man, I'm going to win this. I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to win a million dollars. And then you could win that, not million, but you become a thousandaire overnight. Over on a Sunday, you become a thousandaire and you wake up feeling yourself. And then you say, you know what? I'm going to withdraw this. I'm going to take my lady out for something. Uh, I owe a couple back bills I got to pay. You know, my cell phone might get cut off. I shouldn't have been betting in the first place. I need this money ASAP, Josh. I need it quick. You're like, okay, I could trust this book. And then you hit the book up and no one even, no one's even there. No, there is no customer service. They, they, they write you saying email, email us, please. 24 to 48 hours. We'll give you a response. And in 48 hours, it's an automated response. Mm. And you say the luck, damn the luck. So you say, you know what? By then week two's already come around. It's Saturday. And you're saying, you know what? I'm going to place a little bit. And then you go bet and you lose. That's just a story of I've lived that story so many times in my life. And you don't do that at my bookie. That's how we actually started our relationship. It was a long walk 
on a on a dark night on the beach and my bookie came out and said, hey, you don't have to be out here crying. You don't have to be out here pouting about not getting paid. We will pay you. Not only that, but we'll give you a deposit bonus, Jerry. Use promo code radio and you're going to get 100% bonus. I know that you like to bet out of your mind. I know you like to come out here and throw these nickel bets. Well, here's 500. Give us 500. We're going to give you 1,000. Beat us. Take it. Use promo code radio. Listen to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. It's that easy. It's a winning combination. Use promo code radio. You're going to use my picks. You're going to go over there and get Terry McLaurin right now to get in the end zone against that Schwartz defense. I'm giving you that prop now. McLaurin, touchdown today in that game over at mybookie.ag. You listen to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. Working on a weekend like usual. Way off in the deep end. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Like Drake says, working on the weekend like usual. But he said he didn't pay his taxes, and hopefully we do here around here. This is what we're trying to do. We're trying to tax the bookies, what we're trying to do. Go over to my bookie. They say, hey, here's some free money. Go ahead and tax us up, and this is how we're going to do it. We're going to jump into one of the primetime games of the week, someone that has a lot of questions regarding his arm and his 40-year-old self rolling in to the Houdet Nation, a team that returns most of its starters, a team that has gotten stronger on the field and they say off the field as well behind Unity and Drew Brees in his offseason. Thoughts on the Buccaneers and Saints? Man, this one's tough. but I mean, well, well let's put it out right here. It's three and a half is the number. Saints are favored at home. Kind of like Tampa, but part of me, Jerry, doesn't want to really commit because it is the Saints. They are at home. I did want to ask you this. How do you think home field advantage changes now? You know what I mean? To where you're not going to have a packed stadium in New Orleans with all that noise. That You know, there's no no fans. How do you think home field advantage is different this year? You got to come off the uh, three points. Yeah. The three points is the most important number in football, betting 15% of game. You got to come off that three points. How far off? Two points, one point. Those are dead numbers. So it depends on what the line was. If it was a nine-point game and it brought it to seven, it's still crucial because it's on a on a, a prime number. But you cannot have it three points. Although the other day you saw Kansas City, they had some. So what? There's two teams that are allowing fans, so two teams have mm-hmm. a home field advantage. I'm not playing that noise. We'll. Uh, I think that it, we're learning on the go. A lot of defenses get to communicate. They get to hear the snap calls now. They get to hear everything clear. It's not as easy as just pointing it, hey, this is how much it's worth. No, that's a good point. So for me, if Mike Evans was healthy, I'd feel a lot better about picking Tampa to upset him here. But I'm a little nervous. The three and a half, it kind of feels about right. What do you think? It's about right. Anytime you're going to go bet the Buccaneers this year, just know that they're going to come with a premium. Just like when you had the Patriots, they came with a premium, but... They had a premium of Brady, and then you would pay for the premium of Billichek combined. It was worth it. It gave you value. On here, you have a premium of you don't know what kind of premium Brady's bringing. He's coming into a new offense. You don't know what these guys got with going. You don't know what they're there. You don't know the backfield. You don't know anything. So you're paying from a premium of just name. No, that, that's such a good point. So 
anytime a quarterback or a big offensive player changes teams, you get a little bit worried, especially with no preseason. The Saints, I mean, Sean Payton and Drew Brees, they've been doing this for years. You got Kamara's happy now. He got paid. Michael Thomas got paid last year. So I, I see why the Saints are favored. What do we think about the total here? It, it's gone down a little bit. It's, it's at 48 now. Do you see a high-scoring game here? Yeah, I do. Although Tampa Bay's defense is underrated. They are. They stopped the run really well. They were one of the better run teams. And they create pressure. Todd Bowles, you know, he blitzes. That's He leads the league in quarterback hits. That's what his team does. Can they get there fast enough to make Breeze let the ball go? That's going to be the key here. And we know that Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Kamara in the, in the open field. It's going to be trouble. I do see some points here. Yeah, I think so, too. So that's some stuff to keep in mind, guys. I, I mean, if, are you going to lean to one side here with the points, or are you staying away from this one? Uh, I'm on the over. I've I've got them teased down some. I was on the Bucks. I mean, I still am. Obviously, my bets are put in. It doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth here in Evans. Although I was already prepared for that, but they keep going back and forth. It's changed in the in the last 24 hours. It's gone three. It's whose hamstring are we grading here? <laughs> good point, guys. From a fantasy defense perspective, just something I'm dealing with. I drafted Tampa. I think they're actually a pretty good defense this year, but I don't like the matchup against the Saints this week. So I went. And I picked up the Colts to play against the Jags this week, and then I'll drop them and I'll play the Bucks because the Bucs have some pretty good matchups coming up after this week for their defense. So if you can afford to hold two defenses for this week, I recommend that because I think like the next three or four games, you can start the Bucs no problem. All right, moving along, the Dallas Cowboys, the L.A. Rams, Jerry. I think this is going to be a good one. I'm excited to watch this game. I want to see what the Cowboys look like this year. I want to see what C.D. Lamb looks like in this offense. I think this is an exciting game. With the Rams, we want to know. They're saying they're going to use three running backs. Who's going to get most of the touches? This is one to definitely keep your eye on to see who's going to be that guy for the Rams. I'm not sure who's going to be able to run that ball, but someone in an offense like that, whoever it ends up being, I'm not sure if they're going to play by the game, by who has that hot hand, however they do it, it's it's a it's a headache. But one thing that you know is that McVay, he's a game planner. He's a he's a he he can scheme things up. And if you're telling me that he he's going to go, okay, so what's changed for the Cowboys in a in, in a positive way other than Ceedee Lamb because. I'm not sure that McCarthy's going to do that much on that offense to make them that much better. They're coming off a good year. Yeah. So how much are we really saying the Cowboys have improved on that side? Now, when you look on the opposite side of the ball, you could, tell you, you could say that they took a step back, okay? They took a step back. So what has improved so much? I'm not sure that they should be favored on the road. And we say that lightly because where do the Cowboys have their training camps and everything? In California. Yeah, so, so what happens whenever they travel? They didn't really have to do much. No, no, that's a good point. Trey, I want to get your thoughts here. What do you expect from your Cowboys today? I think we're going to see a relatively close game. Um, you know, Amari Cooper, like you said, his matchup against Jalen Ramsey has always been more favorable to Jalen Ramsey. So I think we see Gallup and, and Lamb get some more targets. Uh, the X factor in the Rams secondary to watch out for, nobody really talks about him all that much. John Johnson. Look out for that safety, John Johnson. He's been pretty good. And on the Cowboys' defensive side, it's going to be all about the pass rush because aside from, you know, Xavier Woods and everybody, that secondary is just awful. So I'm looking for the, the Cowboys to take this one by three. Interesting. So you talked about their secondary being bad. Do we like uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup today? I like Cup quite a bit. Yeah. I do. I, I think that they'll be able to uh, out-scheme them. I do. Just I got do. paid, too, Cooper yeah. Cup. 
I believe that they'll be able to out-scheme them. They'll be able to move the ball. And, again, a recipe for disasters going up against a home dog like that on a primetime game. Again, being the Cowboys, America's team, as they call it, that there, there's going to be a lot of bets coming in on those Cowboys. And, and, and a lot of people like to bet on offense. All this offseason, what do we hear? That the, the offense got so much stronger that C.D. Lightman. I agree that it did, but I think I, that it's going to take some kind of time. I, I do, too. What do we think about the tight ends here? Do we like Jarwin or do we like Higby in this game? Anybody have thoughts on those guys? I like Higby way more than I like Blake Jarwin. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, Blake Jarwin, he, he's not, he doesn't really stand out to me. I know he had a couple of good games last year, but Higby came through big time last year for me in, the, in, the, in fantasy. And, you know, I know that it's a crowded offense with Cooper Cup and Woods and everybody, but you never, I mean, on those short goal lines type of things, Higby's going to come through, so I like Higby the most. Yeah, that's the concern there, right, is, you know, Higby kind of broke out when Cooper Cup was a little banged up, so you're like, is Higby still going to be a big part of the offense this year? That was a little bit of the unknown coming in here, but yeah, I I like Higby this week, and I don't know, I think Jarwin's a a sneaky like play for the season. I I don't know about it. Yeah. I like Jarwin this week. They're projecting him around six targets. I mean, and, and if you look on the opposite side, no Weddle, no Littleton. Those are guys that they've. That, those are guys that used to hold the the uh, the tight end position. That's. I mean, I I like I like th- those points are going to come somewhere sneaky in yeah. this game. I could see Jarwin and Dak targets the tight end. That's, I mean, he that's really true. does. He does love this tight end. So okay, so th- something to keep an eye on there. All right, we'll move along here and hit another one before the break. Jerry, your Steelers, your Pittsburgh Steelers, heading to New York playing the Giants. They're favored by six points. You got to like that. Your Steelers are, are road favorites. What do you see in this game? I get scared when the Steelers, man. As a Steeler fan, I judge them always when they're uh, when they're fat and happy and sitting back or just too comfortable. That's when you don't really see the best of them. I don't know what Roethlisberger we're going to see. I'm not sure. It's been so long. Now we're hearing, a, and I hate to say we're hearing out of camp, like out of camp says, but. Reports out of camp say that he's he's where he needs to be. Yeah. He's ultra focused. He, he he he. You could tell he's been eating fantastic after that <laughs> that, that grimy <laughs> picture that they sent. Um, you could tell that he's actually at least taking it somewhat serious. Okay, let's let's say that. Yes. Um, Connor in the backfield. He's the bell cow. Mike Tomlin said it the other day. He needs to be now in this particular situation. You look on the opposite side of the ball. How are the Giants going to stop the Steelers from scoring? I don't think they are. I don't think they can. Do you look at those? I mean, they had their first round uh, pick from 2019. He was in an armed robbery. <laughs> Is that good? They they fixed their secondary, though. They got Logan Ryan, and then they went and picked up Bradbury. So I don't think they're going to be hurting too bad. On Man, the Logan Ryan is a career journeyman. They boy, they got Xavier McKinney. He was McKinney. pretty good on the Titans, though. He's a career journeyman for a reason. He, he he Logan Ryan is on that team for a reason. They got Michael Thomas, Xavier McKinney for, uh, coming off a broken foot. Uh, Michael Thomas from the Texans. Uh, uh, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you there. I just look. I don't love the Giants, but I do want to ask you, Jerry. Outside of Juju, who do you think is going to be that number two Steeler receiver that takes off this year? Everyone's talking about Deontay Johnson. Yeah, La- coming in last year, it was James Washington. Everyone mm-hmm. wanted to paint him, and I wanted to as well. But Deontay Johnson, some are saying that he might end up being the number one because Juju's more of a slot guy or or just a deep guy, and the better route runner is Deontay Johnson. That's interesting. I mean, obviously, you're you're starting Saquon Barkley no matter what. 
Sterling Shepard, you think he I don't this is just a really good Steelers defense. I don't feel good about any of the Giants outside of Saquon this week. Yeah, no, I don't feel I don't feel good about Again though, if they can't stop the game script's going to play to their advantage, yeah. but that defense, the Steelers defense is top 4 defense. So it's just to me it's it's scary does how much do the Steelers score? I don't I don't know how much they try to blow this open. A crazy stat, Steelers home Away when they're oh I'm sorry when they're away favorites away favorites they're like seventy percent to the under mm. so I don't know if that goes to tell you that they get up a, a good lead and then as a favorite then they slow it down I'm not sure what the context is to it but I was throwing that stat and I looked it up and it's there it's seventy percent and this is over a thirty game sample thirty two games I believe seventy percent to the under in ga- away games that the Steelers are favored. Okay, what about Big Ben here, guys? I, a lot of people have him as a sleeper this week. That they, they think you could see something out of Big Ben Roethlisberger in this matchup. Would you roll the dice on, on Big Ben over maybe a, a better quarterback with a bad matchup like like Kyler Murray? W- would you take a shot on Big Ben over Kyler Murray against the 49ers this week? He has the be- way better matchup. Again, we, we say, okay, the guys they lost, DeAndre Baker to the robbery, uh, McKinney, Michael Thomas, which is now in the Texans. Okay, so who'd they pick up? Logan Ryan, uh, a third-round failed pick from the Broncos, Isaac Yedem. Uh, what was your favorite Isaac Yedem moment? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> His mom doesn't even know who he is. Again, He's these got are got a cool name, though. Their pass rush is 22nd in league sacks last season. How are they going to get to Roethlisberger? If you're going to let Roethlisberger sit back there and just pick people off, yeah, I think it's trouble. I do, too. I think you like the running backs in this game, though. And I really like James Conner in the late third round of drafts this year. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be a top-10 running back. He was on pace for 1,400, 16, 60, or 66 catches and 14 touchdowns. 14 touchdowns is what he was on pace for, but injuries. I don't want to be on pace, guy. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. That Will is Fuller's the on pace for a million <laughs> touchdowns. You saw he fixed his injury issues. You saw it this week, Jerry. He, he played the whole game. I didn't recognize it was him. <laughs> you might have thought he had a mask on, a face mask, but the only mask that he should be wearing is the Boomer Naturals mask, and I'm going to tell you why, because it has nano silver technology. What is that? Every time I say that, someone looks at me like, what is that? Okay, it's something that blocks the tiny particle and droplets in the air from getting to you, whether someone else doesn't want to be uh, wearing a mask and, and you still have yours on, you are still protected. Whether they have it on and you as well, look, there, right here to the right, you see the fantastic mask, and you see it displayed by one Josh Jordan, one uh, feeling very safe, Josh Jordan. That's what you do. You feel safe with these masks because they actually work. And they actually, uh, like I always say here, some guys, they uh, they do a lot of manual labor. They hate doing the unclip, the uh, you know, the thing from your ear and then have to do some work to talk. The net gaiters. That's something also that they offer over at boomernaturals.com. Get the net gaiters. You can slip it on, slip it off. Fred Fowler here uses it all the time. He says it's simple to use. And also those blue masks. Man, I've heard from people that use them, especially some uh, ladies. They've, they've, they've told me, man, do they... Do those uh, Boomer Naturals masks make you break out? Because those blue masks that everyone's using, those disposables, I have to use them with my makeup. It makes me break out all over my cheeks. So if that's something that you're uh, dealing with, if you're female, or if you got a lady out there and she's been breaking out a little bit, this might be a win for both of you. Again, BoomerNaturals.com. Use promo code Jerry. You'll get 20% off. Or you can go to CVS. If you're that guy that says, man, I'm not into computers, I'm not into technology. I just, If you're not into computers or technology, trends say that about 90% of you shop 
at Walgreens and CVS, go to CVS right now, okay? You go to CVS and you tell them, hey, I need one of those Boomer Naturals masks right now. I need one. Don't tell them that you know Jerry because they're going to look at you and say, I don't even know who that guy is. I can't give you 20% off. BoomerNaturals.com or CVS and get the best mask on the planet. BoomerNaturals.com. ESPN. 97.5 We are back on Moneyline, and we are about to get into this Titans-Broncos game. But first, got to discuss where we're going to go bet it. You know where I'm going to bet it, right, Jerry? There's only one place. One place. It's my bookie, guys. There's, there's no question. The reason why? They're going to match your deposit. Where else does that work? Are you going to call up your bookie and, and meet him in a parking lot, and you're going to hand him $1,000, and then he's going to match your $1,000? That's not going to happen. He's not going to do that, but they do it at MyBookie, guys. You just want to go to MyBookie.ag. You get in there. You put in your promo code RADIO. You put in your deposit, and they match it. And this is the best time of year to do this, Jerry, because it's week one, right? You want a big bankroll for the whole season, so put in your cash. Have them match it. Then you're playing with their house money for the first few weeks of the season you may not even need to use your money because of what they matched you so guys they have it it's not just nfl nba player props golf jerry soccer bets you can do all that stuff at mybookie.ag guys they have it everything ufc whatever you want and if you join today like i said they will double your first deposit they will match it dollar for dollar they're also throwing in some future bets from time to time you get the offers in your emails all the time where they just give you free plays into contests it's a great deal you want to get over to mybookie.ag guys it's simple you bet you win they pay Promo code radio, mybookie.ag. It's the only place to place your bets. And the only place to get your last second questions in is here on Moneyline. We're going to go right to the HRMP listener line. Todd has a question about his fantasy lineup. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. How we doing this morning? Absolutely love the show. It's a muscle listen every Sunday morning. We appreciate, appreciate you guys. Guys like you make it possible. What can we do to help you out on a Sunday? Two quick questions, all right? I got three running backs and three receivers, and I can only pick two of each. So on the running back side, I've got Nick Chubb, Le'Veon Bell, and James White. I can pick two. On the receiver side, I have Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, and Manny Sanders, and I will leave it to you guys. I would definitely go with Diggs and Cooper Cup for my wide receivers there. I'm with you on that, with you on that. And then uh, Chubb, White, or Bell, two of the three. I think Chubb is a no-brainer, For right? sure. And then you go White or Bell, and you ask yourself, who has the more path to, uh, I guess, to success? I think as much as we hate Bell right now, at the end of the day, he's still going to get X amount of touches, 15 touches. If you, 15, 13, 15 touches is a bad day for Bell. 13 touches for White is a good day. Yeah, and I mean – 
Did he say if it was PPR or not? No, I'm imagining so though. Just let's, I guess let's just picture that. So, what do you think, White or Bell? Yeah, I think I'd go with Bell. As well. I mean, White he might come through for you, but he might also only touch the ball six times. Exactly. So I'd go with Le'Veon. If, if in and say okay, best case scenario right now, if you're asking yourself, what would James White have to do in the base case scenario? Realistically, um, you're thinking 13, 15 touches at the most. That's a lot for James White. Bell, if he gets 13 touches, that's that's a lot, a bad game for him. So the, I just like to look at that. Now you look at the quality of touches that might be different but i'm not sure what to think about that patriots team right now um i'm just yeah you might as well take bell there and just if you took bell at then probably sixth seventh round right there you you at least got to take your chance in week one with them no doubt about it i that's the way i would play it It, you feel like bell has a higher floor right like he's at least going to get you to around 10 points if he scores then you're in really good shape all right guys we only got about 10 minutes till kickoff can you believe this football is here let's get to this last game and then we'll just kind of give overall thoughts for the whole week titans at denver doesn't look like Cortland sutton's gonna go am i right trey no nah, i think he's good he's gonna play I, I, he's been dinged up yeah, he's gonna go i'll have to look let me look at it right quick well with- we won't have the actives yet because it's a late game on uh that's actually what the monday, the monday night game yep. right so that's gonna be tough unless you have like judy or somebody like that he's questionable he's questionable and somebody going in a late game on a monday night that's pretty risky what do you think about that one, Jerry? I mean, if you had Sutton, you can't really count on him, can you? No, no. Things have been coming out that he is going to probably sit. Um, it's 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 a tricky game because not only did they lose Sutton, then they also lost Vaughn Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you say, well, that was a, a really good defense. I'm not sure that we could call him a bad defense now, but now they became average. I'm not sure what Broncos team we see here, but one trend that always sticks out, always remember this is the start of the year, and it makes a lot of sense. Week one and two, when playing in Denver, it's hard for opposing teams that, that thin air when you're not all the way in shape. Well, what happens in this year when you've only had 10 to 12 practices? What happens? I mean, how much how much reps can you get before you get tired in that game? So look inside the game. If you start seeing the lines getting pushed back where, where the running back's getting two or three yards before he even gets contact, look for that because – who better to have against a tired defense than one Derrick Henry? Oh, that's a great point. A.J. Brown looks like he was kind of dealing with a like a small type of injury. I think he missed practice a couple days. Do you still feel good about him? I mean, at this point, you have to. I think there's a lot of still a lot of uh, we've always I think we had, didn't have no preseason and, and the lack thereof that we're putting a lot of uh, shine, a lot of light on a lot of things that regular we'd be like, oh, he'll be good on Sunday. Yeah. But then we go back to the, the t- soft tissue things and these injuries that we're scared. We're scared. We don't know what to think. No, and it's a late game. So that, that's a concern as well. Let's go over to AJ right now. He has a flex question, a flex question before we get out of here. What's going on? You're on Moneyline. Hey, morning, morning, fellas. Uh, quick question. Deontay Johnson or Cam Akers to flex spot? Appreciate you. Oh, man. I, it's t- I, I want to say Akers, but I'm just worried. Is he going to have enough playing time? You know what I mean? Like, we just don't – they're going to use three guys. So, maybe Johnson might be the safer play. I think this is the week that Johnson comes out and everyone starts saying, hey, he is who who we wanted him to be as far as a sleeper or flyer because he is – and I'm a juju guy. I'm telling you, I got a uh, Steelers hat on right now. He's not that great of a route runner to to what you need him to be, and and that's just something that going forward that we're going to have to get used to. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's the alarm. That's the sound of the alarm, folks. And that means one thing and one thing only. That is means that it is put your name on it. Put your name on it means that we... 
put, I guess, our name on something that's maybe a little far-fetched. Not a, hey, Mahomes is going to go out there and throw two touchdowns. It's more of a factor of, uh, hey, this guy's going to go out there and over-exceed expectations and drop a couple touchdowns, and he might be in your winning lineup, on, on, although it wasn't expected. So, Josh, week one, put your name on something. I've talked about him all day. I hope he comes through for me, but I really like Boston Scott this week. I think he fills in admirably for Miles Sanders and the Eagles. I think I'm going to put my name on Boston Scott. We also like Deshaun Jackson, too, so there's another one. What do you got, Jerry? Let's get let's get Trace first. I'm going to put my name on Terry McLaurin. I think mm. he's going to have a big game this week, and um, I think he's going to score at least two touchdowns. Ooh. Wow. Man. All right. I like it, though. No, I do. I like it. Go ahead and plug him in in your lineups. Me, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that the Cardinals are going to outright beat the 49ers today. Ooh. I do believe that the that the, the 49ers receiving group, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a step back. It has to. And we saw that this is what Murray does against the, the 49ers, a top 10 performance both times they played, surpassing 19 points, 19 and a half, what the team total is today. Last time they played 26, 23, 26 in a win. Look for the Cardinals on the upset, a team that they've beat seven out of the last ten times quietly. Man, and that's something you wouldn't think of, right? And I wonder if the Super Bowl hangover is going to be a factor for the Niners. That's this year. another good point, man. That uh, now some say not as much because the offseason, it, it was a different offseason, didn't really get talked about much, but I still think it's going to be there. It, it exists. We know that it's yeah. existed over the years. It's going to be a fantastic game. I hope you guys enjoyed it. How do you feel after week one going into your week one lineups? Man, I, I feel pretty good. I, you know, we'll obviously see once the games happen, but I feel like we got a good assessment on what's going on. Not too many injuries, so I feel good. All right, guys. Well, we end the show here. We leave you in the hands of football, hopefully in the hands of good luck. Hopefully those bets cash. We want to say thank you for joining us every single Sunday, even in the offseason. We made it. Somehow we're here. we're here. And hopefully we'll be here again next Sunday and hopefully with deeper pockets. So signing off for the crew, it's Trey Campbell, it's Josh Jordan, and it's Jerry Bow Nodes with a Z. Enjoy your Sunday. Peace. is your home for Texas A&M Athletics. Catch all the football and basketball action right here as the Aggies make their way through the SEC only on ESPN 97.5 Gigamags.